Welcome back to Casting Call. I'm your host, Jonathan Goldstein. This is the second episode of the podcast, so if you haven't listened to the first episode, stop and go back. Stop. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Now go back. There's a lot of information in that episode, like how we narrowed down 5,000 podcast submissions to just six, the six semifinalists, the chosen ones, if you will. Three of the six semifinalists will get to make their podcast dream a reality. They'll get to come to Gimlet headquarters in Brooklyn, New York, to work with their very own team of producers. To decide the fate of our semifinalists, we brought three judges into a small studio at Gimlet in early June. It was a humid day, and the city was particularly pungent. It was the kind of day where the stink of trash bags lining the sidewalks and the medley of mysterious meat products from street vendors might waft into an open window. But lucky for us, we had no open windows because one of the major rules of podcasting is no open windows while podcasting. It lets the sound in. Hi, how are you? This is Anthony. Hi. Hi, Amina. It's Amina. So nice to meet you. Have you guys met? No. The first of our judges is Aminatu So, or Amina. She is the co-host of the Call Your Girlfriend podcast and co-founder of Tech Lady Mafia. Talk show type formats. Yeah. So... On, on Call Your Girlfriend, Amina and her co-host, Ann Friedman, have achieved what many Casting Call contestants strive for, which is a podcast that will capture the special chemistry that takes place between people who genuinely enjoy hanging out together. Uh, Amina, we'll, we'll be looking to you to gauge whether or not they have what it takes to be an engaging host. No pressure. No pressure at all. I'm ready. Then, Nazanin Rafsanjani. Nazanin is Gimlet's vice president of new show development, who often has no time for small talk at the Gimlet coffee machine because she's rushing away to attend important business meetings. <laughs> uh, so, Naz, you've seen shows become hits and misses. You'll be able to tell us what makes a hit podcast. Yeah. I think what makes a hit podcast is like a super charismatic host who has a vision for what the thing should be and, like, can can hear it. Yeah, like someone that you want to hang out with. Someone you want to hang out with that, like, actually has access to a world that not, like, every single other person has access to. And finally, our last judge is Anthony Casalina. Anthony is the founder and CEO of Squarespace and the patron saint of podcasts. Uh, there was something really natural and nice that went on there. So on behalf of podcasters everywhere, I want to thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I'm humble enough a man to say it. Do you remember the first podcast ad that you ever bought? Um, this Week in Tech by uh, Leah Laporte. And it was an incredible amount of money for us. It was like more money than I'd spent on anything. But, you know, it, it, it worked for us back then. If you're going to be judged, these are the people to do it. Here we go. On to our six semifinalists. Okay, so this is how it's going to work. I'm going to play you all the, the entries, and after each one, you'll get a chance to discuss them among yourselves. So we're looking for someone who's got charisma, someone who's unique, and, and also, ideally, we'd like someone who's an unrepresented voice in podcasting. When you um, were giving the, the criteria, I thought you were yeah. saying the RuPaul, like charisma, uniqueness, nerve, talent. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was quoting RuPaul. I didn't you even know You kind of it. were. We're always all quoting RuPaul. I guess know. so. Yeah. 
And with that, let's sashay away to the first entry. It's called Sheldon County, and it was created by James Ryan. It's actually an AI-generated podcast. That's right, an AI-generated podcast. Robots. James Ryan created a computer program that generates a simulated American county and another program that makes a podcast based on what's happening in the county. What you're about to hear is written, voiced, and scored with AI. Episode 1, A Nothing Place. He was a nothing man. But somehow he had become something, someone. Outside of this place, there is a blankness. And in that void, he was himself, void. He was born to no mother, to no father. He is a brother to no one. He has no friends, no enemies, no history. He had no face. But now in this place, he is real and definite, veritable, and there is a substance to him. That is so creepy. weird. You gotta admit, it's like creepy in yeah. a particular way. I just want to, I'm just trying to understand. So so what he did was write a computer program that read, that that like, generated and then read that podcast. Yes, yes, exactly. Is this cool on its face? AI, sure, this is cool. But I am really going to have to put my foot down at an industry that, like, doesn't have enough women or people of color literally barreling robots in to, like, do the hosting. It's a neat gimmick, but, like, yeah. I don't know why we'd spend our yeah. time on it. Ugh, the robots are going to hear this in, like, 20 years and kill me for that statement. So we weren't off to the start I'd hoped for. The judges weren't wowed by robots. They wanted something a little more mortal. And what could be more human than the good old-fashioned hobby of collecting totally useless crap? So this next pitch is for a show called Fad, and it's from James Doherty, a pharmacy rep from Florida. According to his application, if his entry is chosen, he's prepared to quit his stable job and sever all ties to everyone he's ever loved and start anew in Brooklyn. Okay, James Doherty. Yeah. Okay, let's listen. I want you to close your eyes and go back to the room you grew up in. Take a long look around. If you grew up in the early 90s like me, there's probably a shelf of Beanie Babies next to your Furby who's begging for you to feed them. Now think, what happened to all those things? If you haven't already thrown them out or donated them, they're probably in an attic or closet collecting dust. This is fad where we discover how the must-have became the has-been. We'll go into the history from when it first started to the peak of popularity and the inevitable, but much too soon demise. I like his tagline, where we discover how the must-haves became the has-been. Yes, I love that. That's good. There's a lot of good things about this. It's easy to kind of just get an immediate emotional connection to this thing just based off the fact that that's the topic. But then also just the human element of these things, the rise and fall, the subcultures, the fact that they're never actually done. It's kind of it's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. Like, it, it seems like he has like a vision. I like that it was focused on something. I like that it's a personal obsession. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, I like that at its core, too, it is an investigation. I feel like it could be an okay show, but I think nothing, nothing we heard in that trailer made me feel like it would, like, break new ground or really stand out from, like, all the 90s memorabilia, nostalgia stuff that's out in the ether right now. I can see elements of it that might work, but it's just ultimately I I don't find it very exciting. Guys, we're talking about James here. This guy's going to move to Brooklyn. I mean, yeah, I he's like, this isn't just any, this James. The next entry is from someone on a mission. Her name is Natalie Parrott. She lives in Brooklyn and her podcast is called Our Allowance. I'm Natalie Parrott, the host of Our Allowance, a podcast that talks to black and brown folks about money, how we feel about it. I would describe my relationship to money as so much better than it used to be. How it affects our lives. I didn't finish college. I didn't graduate from college, um, which was something that I, like, that was a choice because I, I, I think that college is way too expensive and knowledge is free. And debt. If you have debt, don't concern yourself with it. Wait, what? Well, more on that later. Tune in to the podcast Our Allowance, tracking the way money moves in the lives of POC. I'm impressed. Um, I think that the topic is really cool. I also like that there is a mixture of like personal storytelling and that it also is like about policy and it is about larger issues. I mean, I think the reason to maybe try this show is because, like, this is a really important topic and it's not covered. And and if if she can pull this off, it could speak to a lot of people out there who are not being spoken to right now about about money and um, finance. And I think, like, that would be really wonderful to add a show like this to podcasting. I oh yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think that where this show is interesting with the that stuff is that it just like presents alternatives. So I would much rather hear from the people who are in those like kind of cooperatives than listening to like an expert drone on about like and here's how you can be better at money and like I think that it depends how the story is told. Yeah. What is a different way of having the money conversation? You know, what is a different way of having the conversation around, like, obsession and fads and, like, what is one way that it has not been explored? Okay, so the next pitch is from a woman named Deborah Jarvis from Seattle, Washington. Her podcast is called The Final Say, and it's inspired by her longtime career as a hospice chaplain. According to Deborah's entry, the conversations she's had with people nearing the end of their lives are so meaningful and inspiring to her, she wants to share them. What's your biggest fear? Speaking in public? Snakes? Spiders? Maybe it's talking to friends or family members who are facing death. I mean, that's pretty scary, right? I'm Deborah Jarvis, and you're listening to The Final Say, the podcast where you can get comfortable talking about death and learn some things about living from people who are dying. I've spent the last 30 years as a hospital and hospice chaplain, so yeah, that means I've talked to a lot of people who are facing death, and now you can listen in on these conversations. The Final Say is the podcast where I talk with the experts in dying, not doctors or psychologists or funeral directors, blessings upon them, but the real experts, 
people who are facing death themselves. And we'll talk about all kinds of things. Things that would for sure wreck a dinner party. She was so shriveled and wrinkled and had stuff on her face. We'll hear different feelings about death. You know, if this gets me, I've had a wonderful life. I've been on five choir tours. And we'll even hear about some of the perks of having a terminal illness. My quality of my relationships with family and friends just took a big step up. I am losing my mind. I love Deborah. Like, I I like that it was real. You know, it's like, here is this, like, really terrible topic. And uh, she has, like, enough levity and enough realness to navigate through it. I love the way that she, like, posited who the experts were. It wasn't like, I'm going to talk to this professor. It's like, no, I'm actually going to talk to people who are dying. But, yeah, I'm also, like, a very morbid person. So this is is totally up my alley. Do do you think uh, only morbid people would listen to it? Or do you think it's got a, a, a wider appeal? Oh, I think it has wider appeal than that. I think that anybody who likes to listen to, um... What's that one thing on NPR that makes you cry every Friday? StoryCorps probably would like this. Um, which is like a lot of people, it turns out. I love this for a million reasons, building in a lot of what you're saying. You know, I, I think the amount of advice and insight from from the people talking on this is going to be the kind of thing that, I, I don't know, I just see this as like a treasure trove of, of, of thoughts. And I think this is for people who want to think about life and they want to think about experience. And I think this is great. Like, one of the reasons that I'm excited about this is because experiences like grief and, uh, you know, illness, which she touches on, are things that a lot of people deal with, but that are incredibly isolating. Yeah. And being able to have a community and have people who can talk to you who are not immediate in your life and have that, like, touch you in a real way is, I think, something that a lot of people walk away um, from radio, like, feeling really, you know, like, feeling inspired. Um, We've gotten a lot of show pitches about about death weirdly um where are the shows well i think it's really hard (laughs) (laughs) i think it's really hard um and and when people pitch shows about death they always say this is gonna be but this is gonna be funny um Mm. and i think that the challenge is always like is it though? Listen, I I'm, got an ass- you. I'm an assigned Deborah if you don't sign Deborah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, I'm I I really like her. I think like she'll probably she'll like shine when she's talking to people. I had a question for you, which yeah. is that you say you see a lot of submissions around this topic. Yeah. Uh does this one stand out or why do you end up not doing them? If I it's think, such a rich topic. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because I have I it's not just it, I think I think that it is definitely a topic that people don't talk about, but I have I just I'm skeptical about people tuning in week in and week out to hear about death. Personally, I love death. Titanic, Tuesdays with Maury, my own death. Just think, I'll never have to work again. But if death doesn't sell, what will is Tupperware or makeup or leggings. Okay, so our next podcast pitch is called An Exciting Business Opportunity, and it's from Anna Ladd, who just finished her master's at Emerson College in Boston. Okay, so this is the audio sample that was sent in. 
Hey, hun, it's me, your acquaintance from high school. We haven't spoken in nine years, but I have an exciting business opportunity for you. Just sign up under me and you can work from home, set your own hours, and isolate yourself from your friends and family by trying to sell them essential oils. Or maybe it's makeup or body wraps or leggings that feel like butter. Pick your poison. Usually we ignore these messages or we say, no, leave me alone. Why are you in my kitchen with all this Tupperware? Please get out, this is trespassing. An exciting business opportunity says yes. Will the product fix my skin, help me get shredded, be the softest stretchy pants my legs have ever felt? We're gonna find out. But we'll also interview the distributors, investigate the parent company, and the lifestyle claims of the brand, and see what totally legitimate or maybe a little bit triangular and shady is happening behind the scenes. Maybe we'll get sued, that'll be fun. Every episode, a new multi-level marketing company, a new product, a new consultant, a new morbid curiosity fulfilled in the form of audio programming. Get rich quick or die podcasting about it. <laughs> I'm the core audience of this show. I, I kind of weirdly love it. It's I like kind of it like I love it. inside I love the cult, but then like, wow, there's so many cults. And they're also accessible. They I'm want literally you. <laughs> in five Facebook groups about making fun I'm, of people in MLMs. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I really like this for some reason. Also, she nailed it. Like the, um, they... Like, they're all called Huns. <laughs> and the fact that she opened the show with, like, hey, hun. I was like, yeah, you, um, this is, it's hard for me to be objective about this. This is, like, legit. It's, like, so self-deprecating, and, uh, and I like it. It's funny. What, John, what you, you, you made your a look on I was you. just like, it's, yeah. the writing is good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It sounds like a YouTube show. The editing style, right? It's, the editing style is, like, a YouTube show, in a good way, I'm, I'm, I think, in a I'm good down. way. Of all the people we've heard, I find her to be the most charismatic by far. So I, I I really like her. I feel like just even in the little that we heard from her, um, she has like the possibility of being able to do a thing on tape mm-hmm. that I find exciting. Our final pitch is from two women, Naomi Gingold and Jacqueline Anyang. It's called Not the Hello Kitty Show. Naomi and Jackie have been friends since grad school, and they came up with a concept for the show after many years of friendship. Naomi is a longtime reporter who noticed that stories out of Asia don't get enough airtime in the States. So she's teamed up with her best friend to cover those stories. Okay, Jackie, so do you remember how we met? Um, at a computer lab during grad school, right? Yes. And we, like, hit it off talking about, like, internet freedom, tech infrastructure. Online privacy. Yeah, like, all this totally geeky stuff that we were studying. Okay, all right, right, right. But, come on. Really, we hit it off that day geeking out over J-pop. Japanese pop. Yes. Do we really want to tell them that? I want them to understand what our new podcast is all about. Uh... Terribly amazing J-pop. Oh my god, I'd go insane. Our new show is called Not the Hello Kitty Show. It's a show that brings you storytelling and news from all over Asia. Everything Asia, from pop culture to politics and nuclear policy. So, fabulous storytelling, news, some live guests, some famous ones. Basically, you don't want to miss it. Tune in and subscribe to Not the Hello Kitty Show, coming out in 2018. I mean, not the Hello Shitty... The Hello Shitty... (laughs) I can't believe this show doesn't exist. That's kind of wild to me. 
I'm pretty up on the trends on, you know, like this part of the world. So there is something like super fascinating to me about that. These two like clearly love each other. They like are subject matter experts. There is just something like a little too newsy about it for me where um, it, you know, and, and I think that it's probably because of their like their backgrounds and the like kind of the way that it was produced but it is I am like really shocked that like this show doesn't exist on some like radio news network like that's like hired these ladies yesterday yeah I think that's really I think that's really smart what you're saying the radio podcast thing that did not occur to me but it's like a feeling I'm having that you're vocalizing I also just think like news like just a weekly news magazine show about Asia feels radio Okay, that was exciting, and these entries were, like, surprising and not what I expected, and and, um, we have a lot to get through and a lot to think about, and um, let's do it. For hours they deliberated. During this time, I closed a dozen browser tabs, opened a dozen browser tabs, considered returning a phone call from my aunt, and finally got around to looking up what Romesco sauce is. Then they handed me the envelope containing the names of the three finalists, the three finalists who will be leaving their boring old lives behind and limbo dancing under the velvet rope into the VIP lounge of podcasting. Now it's time for me to welcome them to the limelight, one of my favorite parts of the job. I don't have any balloons or giant checks, but I do have their phone numbers and four very magical words. You're coming to Brooklyn! Oh my God! That was Deborah Jarvis, chaplain and host of The Final Say. On to the next finalist. Hello? Hi, is this Anna? This is. Hey, Anna, this is Jonathan Goldstein calling from Gimlet Media. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Doing good. Where where are you? It sounds like there's some shuffling in the background. I was watching Harry Potter in the living room, and now I am in my bedroom. What a life. (laughs) You've got two rooms. You've got a VCR. Free time in the afternoon. (laughs) It's great. Love to freelance. And I love to chit-chat. But there's actually a reason I'm calling. Okay. So the judges met yesterday to discuss the finalists, and um, they have some concerns about the MLM reps. Right. But the judges also think you're really great. Okay. They think you're a really good performer, and they think you're a really good writer. That's something. (laughs) And... (laughs) Torture. We want to pilot your show. Ah, Whoa, that's that's really great. Thank you. I'm really excited for you. So you're you're going to be coming to Brooklyn. I am going to be coming to Brooklyn. That was Anna Ladd, recent art school graduate and host of an exciting business opportunity, a show that will explore the world of multi-level marketing. I hope Anna's ready to trade her home with redundant rooms for a solitary cupboard-sized apartment in Brooklyn to make her show. And now for the final call. Who will it be? 
Hi, Caitlin. Oh, hello, Natalie. Yes, I'm not hey, Caitlin. <laughs> no, I'm not Caitlin. That's my catchphrase, though. I'm not Caitlin. Okay. It's um, a good one. This is Jonathan Goldstein. I'm the host of Casting Call. Jonathan, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good. So, so I want. Firstly, I wanted to apologize for all the delay, and I, um, and you know, to reiterate, we received a lot of entries, and uh, it came down to you and another uh, very strong pitch, one that we. Uh, thought and I couldn't resist drawing this part out a little longer. A really great show on your hands, and we want to pilot. We want, oh we God. want to pilot it, and so you're coming to oh Gowanus. Okay. You are coming to oh, Gowanus. Pack your bags. <laughs> Lovely scenic Guanas in the summertime. I'm so um, excited for you. Yeah, I'm, I apologize for not more shrieking. I'm I, I'm being mindful of my colleagues here. So, um, but yeah, I hope you can feel my my joy and excitement. <laughs> <laughs> that was Natalie Paird, host of Our Allowance. Natalie already lives in Brooklyn, but she'll be swapping her quiet office for some time at our quiet studios. Now, our three finalists have six weeks to make their pitch a real podcast pilot. Pilot is a showbiz term for first episode, and these episodes aren't going to be easy to make. Money, death, multi-level marketing, weighty, heavy and weighty. On the next episode, you'll get a chance to meet our finalists. You'll learn more about their experience, their hopes, their dreams, and deepest podcast fears. I've had to talk myself out of feeling like I'm definitely the wrong person to do this because I don't know what I'm doing. I reach a point where I'm like, is this going to work? You're going to feel lost almost till the end. I don't know if you guys ever just sort of wake up with the realization and you go, oh... We've been going about this all wrong. Casting Call is a production from Squarespace and Gimlet Creative. This episode was produced by Max Gibson, Julia Botero, and Jorge Estrada. Our senior producer is Caitlin Boguki, and our editor is Devin Taylor. This episode was mixed by Katherine Anderson. Special thanks to Lauren Fox. After you've listened to the Casting Call pilots, you can head over to castingcallshow.com to vote for your favorite. I'm Jonathan Goldstein. Goldstein, oot.